How are you doing today, Chelsea? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah. Anything big going on? Um, I feel like the biggest thing is that my whole family has recovered from <laughs> the sickness the over sickness. the last week that I think the entire Texas Panhandle is dealing with. Yeah, we were talking this morning about how many kids are out of school. Yeah, it's crazy. We went yeah. down like dominoes. It was like we couldn't all go down at the same time, but it was just like one fell and then the next and then yeah. the next and then the next. Yeah, and it's kind of a bummer because like you're sick and then uh, then your th- your kids aren't sick, so they're still like high energy. And you're oh, like, oh, I don't want to deal with it. Absolutely. And then you recover, and then they're sick. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, dang, I got to deal with it. Yeah, and you just gotta hope that the parents aren't sick like back to back, but it always happens that way. Yeah, or at the same time. Same time. It's the worst. Yeah. Because then as the mom, <coughs> you yeah. know, you're carrying the load. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I should agree with that, but <laughs> I I'm, I'm going to give you an okay. You can't disagree. No, I'm just kidding. You know, yeah, for sure. men mom, and that man flu. The, uh, oh, yeah. I had, I had a really bad tummy ache the other night. And I my wife tried to, to, uh, to say toughen up. And I said, you don't even know what it feels like. <laughs> and then you got into I'm just the kidding. I birthed our children. <laughs> We did not have that discussion. I never doubt that my wife has gone <laughs> you're through s- You're more. at least smart enough not to say it, even yeah. if you think it. Yeah, for sure. Lucky I don't, I don't get tummy aches too often. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, what's new yeah. with you? What's what's going on in the Nikoi family? Well, uh, we, we got hit with kind of the sickness uh, train a little bit. Not not too bad, so I don't want to complain. But That's good. We had some kids under the weather, um, which for them means they're just not as active and as crazy. they normally are, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah, you actually want to like be still and yeah, yeah, take a nap. What? Yeah. No way. <laughs> That's when you really know they're sick. No, if do they say, request yeah. a kid nap. asks, "Like, can I go lay down?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, kind of a deeper podcast subject. I yeah. think uh, I think it's something a lot of people struggle with. Uh, when I say a lot, like most, like everybody, yeah, yeah. You, me, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody that's had surgery, everybody that's tried to lose weight. Right. <clears throat> but it's the the feeling of shame mm-hmm. or guilt. Yep. What other words you want to put in there? Mm, I think those kind of cover it. Oh, those are the big ones? Yeah. Those are big terms, yeah. <laughs> um, inadequacy. Oh. Inadequacy. Yeah. Of, you know, w- I think w- when we thought about this podcast, specifically applying to surgery, but right. I think to to anybody that's kind of gone through a health and wellness mm-hmm. effort or a weight loss effort uh, and you don't see the results you want to see and um, you kind of you kind of get into your own brain and mm-hmm. start start with the negative self-talk that's right and kind of kind of kind of swirl the drain for a while yeah so do you ever see that all the time all yeah. the time and you know um there's actually like good research on it, like how talking about how, you know, shame kind of perpetuates um, lack of progress, I guess you would say, like with your weight loss and stuff like that. So I think actually I would say that that is generally what brings most people to us, right, for surgery is they've felt that burden of shame, you know, hey, I've done this diet, that program, this other thing, this medication, and, um, and then, you know, I just, I lose the weight, I gain it back, or I don't lose it, and I just feel like I'm so, like, broken, and I mm. can't do it, and so I think that's what actually ends up bringing a lot of people to us, because they're just kind of desperate for that thing that does actually work. Yeah, and then you do the surgery, 
and you do well, and then you start putting some weight back on. Mm-hmm. That does happen. Yeah. Um, then it, it hits you again, but right. the one place you went when you had it, That's right. you feel like they're going to judge you. Yes. Like, absolutely. oh, we gave you the surgery. You screwed it up. Right. Right. So the point of this podcast is we do not do that. We right? don't, we, not at all. <laughs> and uh, I think, and that's not just a, a catch term because I want to make money on you. That's Mm-mm. literally, we understand the process of health and wellness and a lifelong journey. And that there's seasons, there's good, there's bad, there's ups and downs, there's emotions, there's stress, mm-hmm. there's finances. Yeah. And it's not stable. Right. It's a very fluid situation. And um a lot of times we can really nail it when we're in a good a good spot, but you know, when we get in a bad spot, you know, some of those things we were focusing on and, um, you know, we kind of lose focus and that happens mm-hmm. to everybody, mm-hmm. right? It does. Yeah. I mean, life happens, right? And when we talk about our journey, I think that's why a lot of times we call it a journey because it's not like a, just a straight path, you know, mm-hmm. it's like from point A to point B and I'm going to arrive and I'm going to be victorious and woohoo, here we go. But it's that journey and there's turns and there's ups and there's downs. And that's what we see not only in our own lives, you know, we've experienced that personally, but also in every single one of our patients' lives. And, you know, so there's win- there's victories, there's wins, and then there's times where you just kind of feel defeated and, you know, feel like, okay, hey, I, I might, I kind of lost this battle and so I need to get, you know, back on track or whatever it yeah. is. So. But I think a lot of times we'll see um, in clinic here uh, people that, that identify that and then it gets in their head. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't go, you know, I can't go back and talk to these people because, you know, I'm the only one that's ever gained weight after right. a sleeve and they're yeah. just going to be really upset with me. And, you know, that's you know, the, the point here is that we don't want you doing that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we would rather, uh, when you first see something changing, to reach out and get help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and also we know that you're you're at that point after surgery, you're really probably tired of seeing our clinic (laughs) and you think we have nothing to offer. Uh, but we do. Uh, and if anything, it's just an ear, uh, to, to realize you're not the only one struggling with that. Mm -hmm. There are options. There are other things in the toolbox. That's right. It's not a static situation, right? Things change. Your body changes. Women, your hormones change. You know, men, your hormones change too, uh, <laughs> but you know, probably a bigger deal for women. For sure. Um, so, how do you coach people? It, well, if they if they, if they come if they if they come back, they've already taken the biggest step. Mm-hmm, but definitely. you know, what would be the the motivating statement? The hey, it's okay, come back statement that we could put out there that would encourage people to say, hey. Hey, this I was seeing good results, hearing good results. I was maintaining, maintaining. Something's wrong now. Let me talk to somebody now. I would say um, viewing it as a the long game, right? You know, like trying to get people to not be so short sighted and think, okay, I'm here in the moment. I'm struggling with this. This is the end. You know, like this is it's kind of doom and gloom. You know, like I've already I've had surgery. I've exhausted all my options, and I'm gaining weight back again. So. This is just, you know, it's an impossible situation. I can't, I can't turn it around. But really, you know, kind of broadening that perspective and looking at the end game and being, finding that motivation of, 
internally of your health or your mm. wellness or whatever it is that, that that is that internal motivation for you to kind of get you back to where in the headspace that you need to be in. Because if you can't get there and you do truly believe, hey, this is just a hopeless situation, and we gotta we gotta change that. Like you, yeah. you're not gonna get anywhere with that kind of a mentality. Yeah, and a lot of times it's just it's another voice. I mean, sure. I know with my my workout partner Alan. You know, you kind of go through seasons where it's easy to get out there and work out and it's easy to live the lifestyle. And then there's seasons where it's not so easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having somebody just to kind of, you know, express that yeah, problem with. I was looking for a better word than problem, but oh. I couldn't find it. <laughs> struggle. Uh, struggle. Uh, still not too fancy. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but you, having that ability to bounce it off somebody like, hey, I'm really uh, not finding motivation in this area. Mm-hmm. Or I'm really struggling with these decisions, uh, but you know I think when we when we walk that journey and at, I guess the best way I can describe it is just negative self talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the things we're telling ourselves and the, the 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 words we're you know projecting would be a good term here. The words that you're putting into our mouth on the clinic side, like mm-hmm. oh they're gonna be disappointed. They're gonna be disappointed, or, yeah, right? right. Not, I mean, there's no disappointment here. No, uh, they're we we realize that it's a lifelong journey and we want you to buy into that for sure right you yeah. think everybody buys into that no 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 it's like it's just a 6 month diet and i either failed or i didn't right i think so i think there's yeah. a handful of people who buy into that well, i don't know why <laughs> well if anybody's listening to this <laughs> they and they have some insight as to how we could fix that sure you know yeah let us know or any insight into, you know, hey, what keeps you from not calling us, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I don't think we give off the vibe like, hey, we're we're too busy to help you with your struggle. Like, I think we pretty much pride ourselves on saying, hey, like, we're available. Like, I, I've told you before, I will tell my patients, I'm today I'm sending you an email, you do the same thing, um, and I want you to reach out to me. It doesn't matter if it's two days from now or two years from now. I would rather you reach out for me than be out there struggling, feeling like you're on your own or you're going to Google to find your answers or TikTok to find your answers. Like I'm a little bit of a control freak and I just rather you come back here. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I think we've all been a part of things in this, this manner, but I, I can, you know, just kind of uh, once, you know, as patients project onto us, I'm going to project onto patients now. So <laughs> it's majority of patients listen to this podcast. So yeah, yeah. hopefully no tomatoes are thrown, but, uh, <laughs> From a patient's perspective, it would be like, well, why would I go back? There's no, They've given me everything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else to offer. They've told me everything. I you couldn't do it. I didn't do it or it didn't work. Um, so what's the point? Yeah. And they're going to charge me $100 or my copay <laughs> or whatever. Right. Yeah, and it's expensive to see them. For yeah. Sure. I get it. I get that line of line of thought. But there's always something more, right? Um, it's never, uh, like I said, it's never just point A to point B. It's, it's a journey and you never really truly arrive. So, um, not saying that there's always something, uh, latest and greatest, you know, it's not like we're always going to have, oh yeah, you know what? We didn't do this before, but like now we have this thing available and now we have this thing, but, um, you know, there's always new approaches or different strategies that, that will help. Or another thought would be. Well, I know what I should be doing, and they're just going to tell me to do that, and I'm having trouble yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> but once again, I think the accountability, the conversation, mm-hmm. like yep. uh, I think just like the we've we've talked about gyms, like and how intimidating that can be, and like I know I need to work out. 
but I don't have an hour. Yeah. Uh, I don't have five days a week. I don't want people looking at me. I don't want, you know, yeah. and it kind of gets in, gets in your head where mm-hmm. if you talk to somebody you're like, well, I mean, it, first of all, it doesn't take an hour. Right. First of all, it doesn't, you know, second, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be five days a week. Right. Start with what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's what's offered is a different way of thinking about the intimidating things in your brain. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. Or just kind of challenging those negative self thoughts. Mm hmm. I, d- I did a pre-op today. I won't mention the date. So, so it's a no, ways from no, now. No identifiers. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the, uh, pay, uh, the you know, I always ask in pre-op, you know, any other questions left? I do it more spunky than that. That was pretty monotone. <laughs> um, but she was like, hey, uh, I'm just very concerned that this is just going to fail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my response was, it, if, if that's your thoughts, it's probably going to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that's uh, kind of how you're viewing and it. And so our whole pre-op visit was talking about negative self-talk yeah. and what you're telling yourself and what your ideas are about what you're about to get into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we all learn from that. Yeah. Right? Well, and and I'm going to step on a soapbox for a minute, but how much of that negative self-talk is perpetuated by the diet industry, right? We've mm-hmm. talked about this before, but you've been through the ringer. You've done every diet that's out there. You've read every health and wellness book. You've done all the products, the supplements, the this, that, and the other. And every single thing that you tried was literally designed to make you feel that way, mm-hmm. to make you feel like it failed, not because of what was offered to me, but because of who I am. Yeah. Like, I couldn't do it when really and truly all of those products are designed for you to fail because then you will come back and you will try the next one and you will continue to put money into the diet industry, right? Like, so how much of that negative self-talk is just, it's, it's ingrained in you from your fault. Right. And it's, it's, it's not, I mean, yeah, we can take uh, responsibility for our choices and our actions and things like that. But, um, was it your fault that Jenny Craig didn't work? no uh you know it's it's just one of those things where i just get so frustrated because people buy into it Mm. they really truly let the diet industry tell them that hey you know what like i am worthless like Mm -hmm. i cannot do this yeah well that leads me to a book recommendation um Mm. so i have not read this book disclaimer but i listened to the podcast by dale funk he's a uh physical therapist dpt Mm -hmm. And it was on the Sean Stevenson uh, okay. Model Health Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he interviewed him. And the title of the book is No Shame, The Key to Weight Loss. If you've paid for diets, this book may change your life. Ah, <laughs> that's a perfect segue <laughs> yeah. book. <laughs> yeah, right. It just covered everything we talked about. Yeah. Uh, but literally, he gets into that. He talks about mm-hmm. the diet industry. He talks about the mentality, the the things that lead to our eating behaviors and what is the control behind that and how to correct it and how to get back in charge mentally. Um, Mm -hmm. I will make it a point to read this book because I should have read it because we deal, you know, it's like (laughs) probably should have read this before Before we had this podcast. podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But it is one I've thought about and I've wanted to, and I've actually quoted a few times to patients because, you know, you know, one of the big things is Sean Stevenson's uh, podcast is pretty good. Yeah. Um, with the Model Health Show, uh, which I haven't listened to in a while. Need to get back into that. I've never. Very yeah. relatable stuff. Okay. I think. No, yeah. you disagree. Uh, I've never listened to it. No. Okay, I'm better than you then. <laughs> You're way more yeah. of a podcast person than I am. Hey, you know. I'm an I've, I'm an audiobook 
person rather than a podcast. So you're saying we should be doing audio books instead of podcasts? Uh, nope. I enjoy recording podcasts. You don't li- like listening to them? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't know. Maybe if I found the right one, but I'm more, I need a story. You need a story. Yeah. So like, like Crime Solvers podcast? Abs. Well, yeah. I have listened to those before. They always fall kind of flat for me. Oh, man. I need the drama. <laughs> I have very little drama in need, my real life. Do we need more drama in our podcast? Uh, maybe. I don't know. We tried. We tried to, to drum up the drama in, in our debate, debate. And it wasn't much drama there. There wasn't. It, yeah, man. I really thought we were going to have varying Fireworks, points of view. Flags flying. Turns out we're all pretty in the middle. Yeah. No, no, I'm not in the middle. Uh. I just want to be clear about that. <laughs> So now that now the drama starts, <laughs> right? Okay, me and Blue are in the middle. Yeah, you're pro- you're projecting on me. Oh, sorry, sorry. Don't do that. Okay, okay. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> you were kind of in the middle. No, I wasn't. You kind of <laughs> were. <laughs> At the end, you're like, it's all hormones, but you know, you gotta eat right. I didn't say anything about calories. No, you didn't. Yeah, that was a debate: calories versus hormones. You're right. It was. Okay. Thought of some but other things on that debate too. I have to bring those up later. Yeah, well, I mean, we're getting off topic now yeah. of this topic. <laughs> um, you know, I have revisited that uh, in the setting uh, setting of you know adequate metabolics. Uh, mitochondria work well, and you're trying to add muscle, uh, or you know, I think there may be an element of of calories matter. I, I think yeah, but you but it's more more calories. Sure. You know, yeah. Um, but I think in the setting of health and wellness, aging well and weight loss, calories don't matter. <laughs> so if you missed our podcast last week, I mean, max in calories don't matter. Uh-huh. Right? I, so I see you're, you're getting me here because because uh, uh, <laughs> uh, going too low on calorie intake yes. can, can hurt you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's what you're saying. That's that was kind of my okay. my take. All right. So don't ignore it. You got to get the minimums. At the least. At the least. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Mm, good. Good summary. Yeah. So I, going back to getting back into clinic. It, so if you're listening mm-hmm. to this, you've had surgery uh, or you've gone through our, our weight loss program, non-surgical program, and, you know, you, you had success, but now you're struggling, reach out early. Yeah. You know, uh, it, this is inevitable. I'll, I'll be I'll be doing a um, a, a new patient visit with a uh, with a patient, and they'll say they always say, "Well, I know this one person that had surgery and gained all their weight back." Mm. Yeah. Right. Right. And there's so many questions that go into that. Like, where did they have surgery? Uh, right. Did they follow up? Did they? Mm-hmm. And you know, if if I was a person going through this ex- you know experience, you know, if I saw if I saw success and I started struggling, uh, I'm not waiting until I regain 60 pounds to reach out, Mm-mm. right? I'm like, oh, five back, dude, let's, yeah, uh, I'm getting back and up. I do, cause I do that in my own life. I mean, luckily I, I, you know, it's what I do. I have the knowledge to, to reevaluate like, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling here. I, you know, I'm, um, something's going on, whether it's on DEXA. So my mm-hmm. muscle mass has decreased or fat mass has gone up or visceral fat. You know, I have the ability to sit down and reanalyze what have I been doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, that may have caused that. Uh, what has changed? If I haven't changed my lifestyle, what has changed in me hormonally? Or you yeah, know, we all get older every day. <laughs> um, and you know, kind of go through the steps. And where I think that's where people, you know, would struggle mm-hmm. is where do I, you know, once I uh, hit a wall or I have some, you know, we'll call it relapse. You know, so I'm, I'm putting back on 
or I guess in the weight loss industry, they call it recidivism. Hmm. Um, And so I'm I'm seeing some weight regain. Let me check this out. Like what's going on differently? Is Mm -hmm. it my lifestyle? Is it my body? What should I be thinking about? What should I be doing to combat this? But I think we put on the shame, you know, blinders. Mm -hmm. We put on the guilt blinders and nobody's going to want to help me because I failed. Yeah. Right. Right. So the point of this podcast is don't do that. Yeah. Well, there, have you ever heard of like the, the shame and guilt cycle? Give it to us. Okay, here it is. I had to look it up to make sure I didn't miss any part of it. But And this is applicable to really any area of shame and guilt in your life. It doesn't have to be your weight. But um, So you start to feel that shame or that guilt, and then you move into like secrecy and isolation, right? You're so ashamed by I've gained 10 pounds back, so like I just want to keep that to myself. I'm going to just struggle internally with it. I'm not going to tell anybody about it. So you don't you don't follow up or you, you know, kind of start isolating from your friends. Um, and then you have some sort of like a trigger. Um, maybe, you know, maybe you can't take it anymore. Maybe it's too much. And then, so in the example of weight, maybe that trigger is you're like, you know what, I'm gaining the weight back. So I may as well just like not, not eat right. And so Mm -hmm. you start going back to old habits with eating. Um, and so that's the next phase. So you have that trigger and then you act out and then you, you're back at shame and guilt because of those choices that you've made. Mm -hmm. You, you see, Hey, you know what? I've been on a, on a binge for the past two days and now I have even more shame and even more guilt about that. And then you're in the hamster wheel, um, of that shame and guilt cycle. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's hard to get out of, but you have to have, usually you have to have somebody else to kind of bring you out or you have to have a moment that, that brings you out, you know, some sort of intervention, I guess you would say. How do we do that? Friends, support, accountability, um, or like, you know, your the people that you trust with your health, the people you came to initially, um, reach out, make the phone call. Just do it, you know, just kind of have to make yourself do it. Or like I said, have somebody else in your life who says, hey, you know what? I'm recognizing this in you. Um, Out of love, I'm going to say, what what are you going to do about that? Like, where are we going to stop this cycle? Uh, Because you don't want to keep going through the hamster wheel. Yeah, for sure. Has that ever happened to you? Um, Put you on the spot. Gosh. You don't seem like a guilt shamer to me. No, I'm pretty. Personal, you you guilt me all the time, but... (laughs) That's no big deal. I can handle it. I'm a a bully. I'm a a big boy. Okay. (laughs) All right. I might have to deal with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I don't think I have a whole lot of, I don't know. I don't think I ever really get in the shame guilt cycle. Hmm. I'm pretty, and I think probably because I'm just pretty like open, like, Mm -hmm. man, if I did something really dumb, probably everyone's going to know about it. And you're going to know that I already recognize that it's really dumb. So I'm already out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty quick to own up and, uh, and rectify and discuss, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's arguments or something I screwed up or something I did or uh, something I forgot to do, which yeah. is usually the, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the problem. But yeah. the one thing I, I'd say where I do struggle, struggle with this is, uh, my, my time management, mm. um, you know, with, you know, surgeon clinic, kids, side projects, family, wife. Yeah. Uh, I try to maximize every moment, which if you ever read any book in doing that, you usually don't you you become very, you (laughs) you become pretty inefficient in that process. Mm -hmm. And then I'll get into this like, you know, I I suck at this, like kind of mentality. Mm. And then I'll come up with some 
things to do to change it and then they don't happen mm-hmm. and then there I am. And then you're right back at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I've gotten a lot better at time management, you yeah, know, sure. but I'm still not great. Um, and I'm still, like, I struggle with being honest about the time commitments mm. and I've gotten better about it. I've, yeah. I, have you ever read the book Power of No? The Power of No? No, but, um, <laughs> great book. I, yeah. I think I'm pretty good at saying no. Uh, oh, you disagree. Well, no, no, I, I think oh. you are. I mean, I ask you to do stuff all the time. You just say no. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I, I want to make sure the power, yeah, the power of saying no, the power of the positive, the power of no. Yeah, that's it. I think, uh, but you know, it, it, his argument, and this is hard to apply, but is like your, your preset notion in your mind should be no. Mm-hmm. Like when I ask a question like about default. time, mm-hmm. like, Hey, will you volunteer? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at the minimum say, Hey, I appreciate you offering me. Let me think about that. Yep. Because you can always go back and say yes. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But you get in your brain when you have to go back and say no. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you start off with a no and you're like, hey, man, I actually would really like to do that. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call that person up and actually change my mind and say yes. But when you give the yes first, mm-hmm. you're host. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you're not backing down from that. Yeah. So I, I tried to kind of incorporate that and I've gotten better at it. But I, I still get overpowered by things I get excited about. I'm like, oh, yes, that'd be awesome. Yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that trip. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't really do that trip. <laughs> Overcommitted. Yeah, yeah. My wife's gonna, not going to be happy about back-to-back <laughs> trips. Or, right. Um, and, and, and I said that, and I shouldn't have because she does not give me heck about anything. <laughs> um, but that's how other people think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I, I would say I do, you know, I have some, some struggles in that department. Yeah. So I'm glad you, you don't. How do you get out of that? Uh, usually just checking in. Yeah. Like, uh, how am I doing? Um, you know, and if I'm, if I'm not doing well, I kind of revert to the things that I know, mm-hmm. um, would help if they don't help, then find some other resource. Yeah. Right. For sure. But that's a, the problem with health and wellness and weight loss is the, the resources are very confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know what's available. You usually have to pay money. Right. Um, and you know, if, if you don't want to pay money, you end up on TikTok or Google and Get some really? bad advice. Yeah, that's well. If you go to Google, you're probably going to get sold something. <laughs> True. And most of the time, TikTok, TikTok too. you're going to get sold something. <laughs> Absolutely, right? you are. Yeah. Um, for and sure. yeah, I don't know. You know, I think if I, I think mom guilt, I think that's a thing that I would say that I do probably struggle with. Yeah, throw if, it out there. Yeah, you know, just like that feeling that I think dads probably get too, but I think moms mm-hmm. get it a lot more. Of like, you're just never doing enough. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was referring to as a time management issue. Yeah. Is like, am I? robbing from somebody else that needs my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yours is like not central to your kids. Yours is like, I have a business. Mostly family. Patients, yeah. family, like all of it. Yeah. I spend enough time in the clinic. Um, there's no guilt there. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, feel any guilt there <laughs> either, actually. No, um, most, most that's around family. Uh, yeah. And, you know, when grand scheme of things, you only get, you know, if, if you're, you know, lucky, a, a good 18 years with your kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pouring into them while also still acknowledging that your spouse needs time. Right. Um, that could be family time or one-on-one time. And am I, am I giving that what I need to give it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no really no good book out there to explain that. No. 
No, and it is. It's one of those things too that a lot of times it's just a pressure that you've mm-hmm. maybe put on yourself. You know, you oh, yeah, acknowledge this, that. You yeah. have this expectation of like, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be a mom that looks like this. I'm supposed to do all mm. of these things, and um, and then when you fall short, you're like, oh man, like why yeah. can't I do better? But it's like, man, really, do you have to be the mom who makes the cute little lunches for their kids with the little cutout stars? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, d- I'm not doing that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I do yeah. it sometimes because I do enjoy it. Oh well, that's on you. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, but you know you can easily get overwhelmed with all of that, yeah, and and feel shame, feel guilt, and then you're like, oh man, and then you just shut down and yeah. So snack week at our house, snack week. Is, well, when you're when you're the parent oh, of the uh, week that gets assigned, uh, 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 at uh, I won't mention any names, but at <laughs> the uh, the school one of our children go to, like uh-huh. you get assigned a week, and you're responsible oh, for all I the see. kids for the week. I got you. And I struggle with this because, number one, I don't I don't agree with snacks. <laughs> right. That's not a word in the Nikoi uh, house. Yeah, it's not even a word that should be in the, the dictionary. He's like, have some chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Eat more <laughs> of your meal. Rest. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, anyways, I don't want to get into that. But I, I think we, because sure. Shelby and I are not going to be the people that are putting uh, decorations on the snacks uh-huh, uh-huh. and personalizing <laughs> them. Right. Uh, you're literally going to get some carrot sticks and a baggie. Uh-huh. And then I'm gonna feel guilty because I used a baggie. Oh yeah, yeah. Single use. <laughs> Single use. We just had that conversation. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, huh. So you have to do it for the whole week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Hmm. And then our our two other kids go to a school that doesn't have snacks. So that's nice. And there's no pressure. Yeah. And guess what? They don't eat them. Yeah. For sure. I don't know how they make it through the day without <laughs> a snack. <laughs> My goodness. How does that happen? How can people get through a school day without a snack? I know. It's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. I don't even know that happens. Well, you know, um, I have an idea of how we could fix the problem. I know kids usually aren't hungry for snacks, but some of them are. But it's only because they had 15 minutes to eat their lunch. You can't eat your lunch in 15 minutes. Mm, preach. Preach. So, anyways, some thoughts about that. My son, they do Hopper of the Week, which is the cutest thing. It's basically Helper of the Week, but it's uh, Hopper because their theme is I frogs. See, I see what they did there. Yeah. Um, and he was Hopper of the Week, but this was one week for the entire 2023-2024 school year. And so he goes to school three days. And each day I had to do something, but like the first day it was like show and tell. The second day it was bring his favorite book that they could read. And then the third day was share your favorite snack. Mm -hmm. So so I didn't feel a lot of pressure uh, with one day (laughs) for the entire year. And it was like there, there's one day out of the entire year, like he's going to take Oreos, which is what he took. Yeah. (laughs) Cause that's what was special to him. And so, man, have you had an Oreo in the past? 10 years? Uh, nope. Oh, 10 years? Yeah, for sure. I've had an Oreo in the past I had one years. not too long ago. Guilt. Shame. Um, <laughs> it tasted they horrible. They don't taste good. There's, the that, stuff in the middle is like, like horrible. I was weird, mayb- oily, and cush them out. Maybe I was, you know, when you look back on childhood, like just the, the ignorance of it all. Yeah. You know, but I was like, who, who would eat this? This is horrible. Yeah. I feel that way about uh, not all sweets, but pretty much... Well, Oreos are chocolate, but mm, anything that really isn't chocolate, I'm like, I remember this being so good as a kid, yeah. and now you wouldn't, I wouldn't touch it, yeah. like not even if well, Shelby and I got in that me. conversation last night because the kids wanted some Chips Ahoy. Oh, huh. And like I opened it, and it was like cardboard. Yeah. I'm like, who would eat this? Well, duh. I mean, you gotta get the chewy ones. <laughs> <laughs> they're still not. I would rather even the kids and they're they're sweets and they're like this is horrible. Yeah, like, no. Um, 
I cookies. I think I've decided that you know cookies is my sweet. That's what I like. I do. What do you think they put in the chewy chips ahoy to keep them chewy? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I bet it is not good for I you. Bet <laughs> it is not good. It would probably sit on a shelf and last the apocalypse. This thing has <laughs> been chewy for two years. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. I know but somebody's listening to this and is like, no, 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 they expire. They go bad. <laughs> yeah. They're probably eating one right now. Yeah. That'd be a better question. How many of them do expire? I mean, Ugh. once those things get open, they go pretty quick. That's true. It's true. Yeah. So don't well, buy them. But no, I didn't have any of the Oreos. It didn't sound appetizing. Yeah. But if I had made some cookies, I probably would have had one. Yeah, but nobody makes an Oreo. No. How do you <laughs> make an Oreo? <laughs> <laughs> but a chocolate chip cookie, yeah. I make some of those. I only so eat one wife. chocolate chip cookie, and it's my wife's. That's right. Yeah, When's the last time she made them? It's been she, a bit? Man, she's been depriving us. Uh, nah, she probably just, makes them two to three times a year. She's just making the next time special. Well, yeah, you drag it out. I, mean, it's, I told you that's the reason yeah. I don't wear a tie to clinic, because <laughs> when I do, you guys notice. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. and Ooh, then you have special to, day, and you wear the tie to clinic, and it's the one day that you get a flat in the garage, and yeah, that's that was fun. <laughs> Nobody helped me. That was fun. Uh, that was a, that was a lesson in humanity when I had a flat tire the other day. Yeah, um, not that I expected anybody to help me because uh-huh. I had it under control. <laughs> Did a, you? I was raised in Southeast Texas, <laughs> and I'm a changed, manly man. Changed a lot of boat tires, or not? I mean, boats don't have tires, but boat trailer tires, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and you know whatever, uh, and. The one thing I noticed is people would walk by me and there was no like, oh, hey, that sucks. Or, oh, man. Uh, uh-huh. It was literally silence. <laughs> Don't stare like, at him. He's going to ask him. for help. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Lessons in humanity. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you at least say, oh, bummer. Yeah. Or at least say like, hey, do you need, I mean, I wouldn't offer to change the tire for you, but do you have like you have a jack you got what you need like i might have it in my car i wasn't, I wasn't I expecting that it was more just acknowledgement that i was filthy oh. laying on the ground <laughs> like or like at least a joke like do you even know how to do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing stone cold nothing huh. and you yeah. think generally i think in the texas panhandle people are really good about that we were in the parking lot of a medical building right so people were just kind of i wouldn't say it's average true um true. panhandle my dad, when he would, you know, when I'm learning how to drive and stuff, and you got to learn how to change your flat because what happens if you're on the side of the road? I'm like, I'm just calling you, Dad. <laughs> like, I have a dad and I have two brothers. I feel pretty confident I'm covered. And your dad's like, here's the AAA number. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Don't call and me. And you know what? I have changed like a half of a tire in my life. I was telling you that story the other day. And Did you get half pregnant too? Or uh, you know, What are these half of tires? Did you cut the tire I half? got halfway there. Oh, okay. And then my husband rescued me. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's rescued me many yeah, times you just, since. Yeah, you told me though. It was a tough situation. It was. Parking I, lot with a car next to you. Super close to me. Yeah. I couldn't get the lug nuts off. I was in sandals. I'd been at jury duty. It was awful. Perfect. Yeah. But... So, you know, it's it's not all lost if you don't learn how to change the tire. You really can just get rescued sometimes. Guilt and shame. Guilt, for not yeah, you guilt someone or shame someone into rescuing you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, good conversation. Um, I think that you know, would spur some comments if we had a comment section. But uh, We do have a comment section. We do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, way to plug it. Yes. I sometimes change the question. Sometimes I don't, but I'll change it on this one and say, yeah, let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, for sure. Give what you doing? Feedback. What you thinking? What you doing? What you thinking? That's right. Yeah. Oh, Chelsea pointed out that the what you doing, what you thinking episode was a hit. It was. You guys liked yeah. it. It's our like one of our top 10 already. Okay. 
I have a lot of other things I'm doing and thinking, so maybe another one. Talk about that. Okay. All right. Not today, though. Not today. Next time. Okay. We got right. some lunch to eat today. All right. <laughs> well, well, I'm two minutes late. For okay. The, uh, All right. Take care. All right. Bye.